Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Stacy Knoble of Snap Fitness, coming to you from Hudson, Wisconsin. Stacy, what's going on today? How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I am very, very well. I'm excited to dive into this. I'm excited to hear your perspective as a gym owner, but not only a gym owner, multiple gym owner. And so we're going to pick your brain in a number of different ways. Before we do that, Stacy, how did we get here? How did you find yourself as the owner of multiple Snap Fitnesses in Wisconsin? Yeah, it was by, it was a little bit by accident. <laughs> um, my husband was looking for an adventure in addition to his day job. He does sales. And we found this opportunity and, you know, it was kind of something where it was, it was pitched that you could, you could run it without having to be there all the time. Mm. But in the process of, of learning about it and saying, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. And he's going to be the one running them. Um, he got recruited for a different day job and he no longer had any extra time to do it. So he kind of looked at me and said, oh, you the boss lady now. <laughs> You're the one. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about here? Um, I had been running a photography business for over 20 years. We also had two small kids. And my mom was terminally ill and it was kind of like, whoa, but I couldn't do it all. And when you have a loan that you have to pay monthly, uh, something has to give. So it let the business, uh, the photography business go and jumped into gym ownership. And I feel like it's been uh, business school ever since. Yeah. <laughs> and so here you are, didn't plan on it, but here oh. we are owning oh. a couple of gyms. Talk to mm -hmm. us about your experience right? you said this was business school from the very beginning you have some experience running a business right you were in photography yep. for yep. a number of years but the fitness business is an animal of all its own so what has your yeah. experience been how has that time been for you well in the beginning it was really difficult um it was really stressful and one thing that i i forgot to mention i maybe mentioned earlier but um i have had a bunch of autoimmune issues in my life. And I learned that through a functional medicine doctor uh, about brain retraining. And so during the time that we owned, started owning the gyms, um, I was very, very sick as well. I've had over 13 autoimmune diseases. Um, and then as things progressed and we were a couple years in, I found this brain retraining and I started to get healthier. Um, and I started to really see that that, wow, you know what, I'm not the only one that has had these issues. And look at all the people in my gyms that are also suffering. They have, you know, they're talking about all the different ailments they have and whatnot. Um, so it really started to become very clear to me that working out and watching your nutrition or at least learning about it was so important for people. And, and how to help them reach that was of the utmost importance. Um, and so Yes, learning the business, but also learning the psychology of people and really finding my passion of, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be here. This is this is for a reason I was supposed to do this. Yeah. And, and it's been interesting. It's it's challenging. 
Um, there are days when I'm sure you've heard from multiple owners that uh, you just, I go upstairs like, I'm done. I, it's, it's over. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. And my husband's like, ah, all right, well, how are we going to pay that loan off? I'm like, ah. So you jump back into it and then figure out ways to get around whatever the struggle is that we're having. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been an interesting journey, and I'm really grateful for it, even though at times it's been a little, it's just been a little much. Sure, sure. <laughs> it can also be really fun. <laughs> any, any gym owner that eventually tunes in and listens to this interview can resonate with that thought. Right, the roller coaster of business ownership. When things are good, yeah. things are great. When things mm-hmm. are not so good, just the opposite. Yeah. And so, you want to have a two-year-old tantrum? Yep. For you, yeah. Here we are. Right. Talk to us about present day. Yep. Most present of the people day. that listen to this know yeah. what Snap Fitness is. It's a national brand at this point. We don't need yes. to do too much work explaining nope. that end of things. But the meat and potatoes of this being membership access to these facilities right people pay a monthly four seven can come 24 hours a day do their own yep. thing talk to us a little bit about some some metrics so we can wrap our head around the scale of this roughly how many people do we serve at this time uh between my two clubs it's roughly 650 people okay so, so 650 people yep. between two yep between two yes it's actually declined in the last couple years, but our numbers have gone up because we changed from one-on-one personal training model to semi-private. And so I have less members, but I'm getting more revenue from those members. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a beautiful thing because the way I look at it is I don't mind serving less people if I can serve them really, really well. And if they're getting their goals, if I'm serving them well by giving them help with exercise, help with nutrition, you know, the help with exercise is really all about most people don't motivate or stay accountable to themselves. So hire a trainer. (laughs) And the semi-private business model makes it more affordable for people to hire a trainer because they're literally getting an hour session at half the rate they would if it was one-on-one. Right. But by doing that, it's retention because these people are now going to be raving fans. We've built a tribe. They don't want to go anywhere else because they're, they're getting the results that they want through the support that we give them. And that's the missing component in many gyms. It, it has been a little difficult in this business um, being a franchise. And our old tagline used to be uh, fast, convenient, affordable. So we would have people come in and people go out very quickly. And it was just, it was kind of all part of that branding. Now it's changing a bit, especially since COVID and people, you know, people gained all that extra COVID weight. They realized that they're in a high risk category. Um, they really need to do more than just come for three months and then quit for a year and come back for three months. They really need to stick with it consistently. So that's what we've designed everything we're doing around is, Listen, maybe you don't want to do a trainer thing yet, but let's baby step you into what are the habits we need to help you create so that you can stick with it and keep going because that is what's going to get you there. Yeah. So I think that's that's tremendously important. And from a business perspective, it needs to be the case. We can't serve thousands of people at this high level. It's too much time invested. It's too much energy invested to justify at that price point 
where we can serve them is in the models that you speak of, right? These add-on services, semi-private training, nutrition coaching, whatever right. else we want to build on, that's where we can really deliver value. And there's been a really interesting paradigm shift in our industry from how high can I climb this membership account? How many bodies can I pile into the building? Yeah. Over the last 18 months, that's really turned into, okay, maybe I don't need 2,000, 3,000 members. Right. Maybe I can serve the people that I have at this higher level. Maybe I can really, yes. really double down on the people in the doors, get them better results. That average revenue per member metric that Correct. you spoke of is yep. much more our focus as opposed to sheer EFT volume, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so I, before, we, before we explore the, the semi-private training, the nutrition coaching, whatever other upsell services that we have, with that 650 number, is that the membership, is that a number that you guys can grow or are we not taking any new members? No, we can grow that. Um, we definitely want to grow that, but I, I wouldn't mind growing my semi-private more. I see. So I feel that if last I looked at my numbers, we are serving maybe maybe 2% of our membership is doing training. Well, to be super healthy in the numbers, I would like to see that at 10%. So we need yep. to grow that. The bigger problem that we've experienced is finding the help that can service that group consistently. And so we've had a lot of struggles finding the right employees. Um, when So we were shut down for two months during 2020, during the COVID closures, and we almost lost our entire business. And literally our finance guy was like, listen, if you go bankrupt, nobody's going to fault you for that. And my husband and I were like, oh, it's like a dagger. I don't even want to hear that word. And I'm not knocking anybody that had to go that route. But I personally was like, that just feels like I, I just don't feel like I can do that. I, I was like, I don't know. Do we have to? Like, did we have to? And we ended up getting a loan to kind of cover what we lost. We lost over 100 members. We were like, oh, my God, what's going to happen, you know? Um, and so because of my determination, though, I was like, no, we can fix this. We can fix this. But the interesting thing that happened after 2020, when everybody started to stop being afraid to go in, and also, I'm sure you know, and maybe you guys are already involved, but we all have friends in the fitness industry that are lobbying at our government level to make sure they understand, don't close down gyms when something happens. Gyms are, most gyms are pretty dang clean, and we are ridiculous about our cleaning. Gyms are not inherently dirty just because they're a gym. Sure. And the other part of it is, <clears throat> we have so many people in high-risk health categories with obesity, um, diabetes, asthma, you know, all sorts of things going on. Taking away the one place they have to maybe reduce stress and, and help lose weight and get rid of those high sure, sure. You know, categories is not the best scenario. So when people started yeah. coming back, they had gained, you know, how much weight. They were sick of being isolated. And what we found is people were way more willing to take the help, the extra support that we want to help them with, such as the personal training and the nutrition, because yeah. now they've experienced, oh my gosh, I just went backwards. So for 2021, for our clubs, we are back to 2019 numbers. So I'm joking Revenue. around with my husband, like, 
yeah, I'm like, it's like 2020 never happened. Yay. (laughs) And now we're just working really hard to grow. So it would be nice to increase the membership numbers. We have the capacity for it. But more than that, I want to increase that semi-private. Yeah, it's it's important to to keep both of those things in mind, right? We've made it back to baseline. And and a lot of facilities, a lot of businesses in our industry haven't even done that yet. So we're we're Mm -hmm. back to at least where we were. Yeah. Looking forward now, where do we go? It sounds like, yes, we can grow the membership. Not necessarily front of mind. Our kind of priority one is utilization, right? How do we get a greater percentage of our people into semi-private training? You mentioned somewhere around 2%, goal being 10%. Well, minimum, first goal. (laughs) First goal. goal. That's not the ultimate goal. That could go higher, but first goal. Step one, 10%. How do we get there? How are we, what's the conversation and, and where is that taking place to get people involved in some sort of coaching service? So when we have somebody that connects with us, we, we have them do a discovery meeting, quote unquote, discover, and we position it as, listen, Joe, you know, thank you so much for coming in today. We're really excited to have you here. Obviously, you know, this is something that's important to you. I want to learn why it's important to you. First, I need to know the why. Um, And so I teach my team and I do this myself, but you need to peel the onion. You need to get to the deeper core root of what's going on for them. So we created a little space in our clubs that's a little bit more private because we realized we couldn't peel the onion uh, too out in the open. People aren't going to open up. So we have a little side space and we bring them through a PowerPoint and literally just have the conversation of why is this important to you? I want to look good in a swimsuit. Why? Like, it's not just that you want to look good in a swimsuit. There's a deeper reason. So that's where we do the digging. When they come to us in all of our communications, we are trying to plant the seeds that we we really need to understand why you're here at the deepest level so that we can help figure out what your pain points are and then show you the solution to get rid of your pain. Whether your pain is emotional or physical, actual body pain, you know, things going wrong in your body, or you just don't feel good about yourself. So that's, we spend a lot of time training for that with my team so that we can really, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't want to come to our gym, but we were able to help them open their mind a little bit more to what could be possible for them, to me, that's a win because they're going to remember us when they are ready to come back and start working out or try that trainer or try the nutrition event that we hold a couple times a year. It's just about people. You just have to be real with people and actually care about them, each person. And yeah. that, to me, is where we're getting the most success, where people will actually buy into, okay, I think you can help me. One thing that I'd like to get your thoughts on, because our our industry and this sort of model, the open membership model, mostly everyone has some version of what you just mentioned, right? A consultation, yep. a, a, yeah. a free trial, a sit down, whatever it is. Yep. The, the issue that I've seen with most people in this sort of scenario is not once people are sitting in that meeting, getting them to some sort of free session. The issue is getting people to actually utilize that meeting. 
Right. Has your experience been similar? Have you guys had trouble getting people to actually go to that, that, what, that sit down consultation? We have had some, absolutely. Um, we, we invested in a software called Keep Pro. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's from Infusionsoft. Um, and so we use their appointment system, although we are looking for a little bit of a, a, an add-in. We need something a little beefier because it won't allow us to do multiple appointments at one time. But what I'm getting at is uh, when we have reminders, text messages, we'll call, hey, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Mm. We have a little bit of something invested with them that, you know, they know our names. We know their name. We, we've yeah. learned a little bit about their family. And, and so we're getting more success getting people to actually come in and do the appointment, which is wonderful. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, that, I mean, it's, it's hard, but you just have to keep plugging away at it, you know, and get better at finding what resonates with people. Yeah. When we, when we talk about client acquisition, a lot of the time we are only thinking about lead generation or we're only thinking about sales and conversions. And there's sort of this missing link that goes unacknowledged a lot of the time and that's lead nurture, right? What are we doing to contact them to get them to these appointments? Even after we sell them, what are we doing to stay in touch with them to continue to have them as clients and continue to offer upsell, cross-sell type opportunities to them? So you guys have focused on the nurture side of things to get people to take mm-hmm. those meetings. And so what's the next step, Stacey? We're at 2%. We want to get to 10%. What's the, the strategy? What's the tactic to start getting those, getting some traction there? So I, you know, like as we spoke earlier, I have a business coach. Um, I enlist his help uh, training my team in sales. You know, we're in the Midwest. And I don't know if you've heard the term Minnesota nice but it applies in Wisconsin as well. And really that, where are you, where are you at by the way? New York city. We don't have You're nice. In New York. Okay. And we I don't have nice people. <laughs> no, you don't. And I used to live in Boston. Know. So I completely understand. So in the middle, in the Midwest, it's Minnesota nice. Like, like people think sometimes a conversation is a confrontation. It's just very like, Ooh. I see. So it's a, it's a pushover <clears throat> type sales process, yeah. if you will. Right. So you have to be sometimes a little bit more gentle. Um, my strategy personally, which my team laughs at me for, but it usually works pretty well, is I give people a lot of crap. So I start to get to know them a little bit. I get the little like tidbits of who are they, what are they doing, so that when I'm doing that sales presentation or whatnot, I'm, I'm digging into those things. Like, listen, you're telling me you don't want to do this semi-private. However, you told me you have this, 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 this problem. Well, what about your wife, Lisa? Like, what do you think she wants you to be able to do in 10 years with her? Like those kinds of things. Um, After this appointment, we have what's called a stick campaign. So not only are we, is that the question? You want to know what we do after we acquire the client? I just want to make sure I'm on. Yeah. So, so in terms, you mentioned 2% of the membership. Oh, how are we getting personal training? Sorry. Yep. So we're just working on our sales process, really. We're working on how are we going to convince them that this is the solution they need to get rid of the pain that they're having with never getting their results. But we just, we just have to get better and better at that part of it. Yeah, and obviously and so that's, we that's the weak link in the chain is almost is. internal training and, and getting our people a little bit better yes. to handle that sort of conversation. Yes. Okay, yes. good. And that's my amazing. people are Minnesota nice. My yeah. team is Minnesota. They're wonderful. But it's been interesting to be like, listen, 
here's what you you need to say and they're like that's kind of forward like, yeah it is kind of yeah. forward but like you're trying to wake people up a little bit sometimes yeah, we, we need to be forward. a little bit more direct in that ultimate yes. spectrum of right. how we approach that's, it that's right and so Stacy, I mean, that's that's something we can take action on looking forward, right? We we know that priority one is people into semi-private training. Priority two is growing the membership. In terms of big picture for you, looking into the future, what's your vision for this business? What's kind of that big scary goal that you're looking to tackle? You know, what I what I think about for our big vision is I want to create the best career and working place possible for my team. Well, let me rephrase this. It has to be a three-way win. It has to be a win for our members. It has to be a win for my team. And it has to be a win for the club. If we meet all three of those things, everybody's happy. So I see growing our semi-private past 10%, I would like to see 25% is in semi-private. That means I have to have a larger team to service that, which is a beautiful thing. And then that might mean that we're maybe ready to expand to another club as well. I feel that what we're missing where we're at is a, is a cohesive place to bring it all together, a one-stop shop sort of deal. And it's not that I want to do everything. There's just a couple of things we want to do help them with their exercise and sticking with it. And nobody wants, nobody really sticks with it. I have a few regulars, yep. but unless you have a trainer, you're usually not sticking with it. Yep. So you have a consistent program and you have consistent education in nutrition and you have the support to keep those two things going for yourself. Yeah. The accountability. And that's what's missing for so many people they, everybody wants to do it themselves, but that's what I see for us. I see growing our semi-private to at least 25%. Those would be beautiful numbers. I would like to be able to offer benefits to my team. I would like to be able to make it the best place for them to have this career that they are so passionate about, but historically don't make a lot of money in. And I want my people to make more money. I want to be able to pay yeah. them more. And if I'm making more, they can make more. Everybody's happy. Yeah. And we're serving the community that needs this help. Yeah, it, it sounds simple when we say it like that. If right? we make more money, we can pay our people more money. And and it is. It's that it's, it's so that easy. straightforward. And so yeah. I, it's it's really a, a matter of how do we fix that engine on the front end, right? Yeah. What's what's the input so we can get to the output? And and these services, businesses like yours exist because we know these services they work right? Yep. They provide value. We're not just scheming yeah. people out of their money, right? We, we exactly. know that these things are valuable. And so the more <laughs> people we can get into these types of programs, the better the situation for everybody. The business makes more money, the client gets better results, the trainers get paid more. It's your win-win-win sort of well, scenario. And you can look at it on a grander scale as well, because the more people you can help to get healthy in their body, moving your body opens your mind, get healthier in your mind. You're now a better parent. You're a better sister. You're a better husband. You're a better wife, whatever it takes in your community. Now you can perform at the level that you really could be performing to be of service to everybody else in your circle of influence. 
it starts with self-care. You have to take care of yourself first. So many people are just stuck in the, I got to do it all myself. I got to yeah. watch 500, 500 YouTube videos and follow 5 million diets that are non-sustainable long-term. It's like, nope. <laughs> We're just trying to educate one person at a time. Like, let's start with step way. one. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be this difficult. Like, let's just start here. Like, sign up today. We're just starting here. Baby steps. And, and we all pay less for health insurance. So. And that's the other big one. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy, that is probably the best place for us to, to start to wrap this whole thing up. I think, cool. I mean, the, the perspective of how do we help one person get a little bit better? How does that help yeah. the business? How does that help our community? How does that help society in general? Yeah. I think that's important exactly. to keep in mind. Before we get out of here, I want to give you a chance to, to shout out some social media and where people can find out a little bit more about your clubs. Where should they go? Sure. So we have Instagram, which is Snap Fitness Hudson WI for Wisconsin. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've got Facebook. Actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my website. That'll be easier. Do the website. Snap247nutrition.com. I have like three websites, Joe, but that will <laughs> probably be the easiest one that can get them to either of the clubs and learn about the nutrition that we offer. Snap247nutrition.com. Yeah, yeah and that you. is specific to you. People can find you yes. through the Snap Corporate website, but this is absolutely to you. yes. Stacy, mm -hmm. this has been a whole bunch of fun. I always Thanks. enjoy the chance to to kind of pick through owners' brains and see where their purposes <laughs> are and what they're trying to accomplish. And so I appreciate your time. I'm excited to see what the future of this looks like. And, and so we'll have to get you back on down the road. How's that Thanks sound? a lot, Joe. Appreciate Absolutely. your time too. Stacy, thank you. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Jesse and Stacy from two companies, MyFit24 and Living a Champion Life. They are located in Maine. What's up, Jesse and Stacy? How are you doing today? We're doing really well. How are you? Thanks for having us. Thanks so of much. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. We're excited to have you. Awesome. All righty. So, Let's just jump right into things here. What is it that made you guys want to open your own facility? Yeah, well, I think, again, we were just talking about things being organic. Uh, we organically kind of fell into, uh, you know, I was a, had a degree in health and fitness from, um, you know, my college years. And, you know, we decided in actually 2008, we thought it'd be a great time to open a, a 
fitness business. And at the time we were actually doing personal training out of the back of our car. It kind of grew into, okay, now we need a space. It's easier to have a, a place where we can actually meet people and train. And then it grew into a 24 hour access, uh, 3,500 square foot facility that it is today. Uh, we started you know, almost 15 years ago, husband and wife team. So we've been through all the struggles and it's really uh, most of our life. We have two teenagers together too. So uh, it's been uh, just a dream in the making. Yeah, coming from athletic backgrounds ourselves and, and then having the education in sciences uh, to back it up, it really became something that was a passion following and mm -hmm. ability to to share what we've always just the, 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 the camaraderie, the teamsmanship, the ability to be a coach and help somebody better their life. Uh, we're just powerful motivators for us. And, and we wouldn't be in a business that we could share and carry that on. Absolutely. So you guys started from the ground up, which is really good to hear because a lot of times I think when people want to get into a fitness business, they want to open a gym. A lot of times they want to jump into the largest facility they can with the nicest, shiniest equipment that they can. Uh, and then they end up getting in over their heads. So it's good to hear that you kind of built it up organically uh, and you've grown to the point where you are now rather than just kind of going all the way in from the beginning. So that is very good to hear. Good tip for people who are uh, looking to open a gym for sure. So as far as your facility goes, how do you structure your business model? Are we doing groups, one-on-one, semi-privates? What does that look like? So yeah, we're about a 3,500 square foot center and, and we have, have uh, outfitted the space to be everything from functional dynamic training equipment all the way up to traditional barbell plates and dumbbell uh, strength equipment. And we're focusing primarily on personal training and small group training as the mm -hmm. center of our business. So we're, we're very high touch, high tech. We're very involved. Uh, we coach people along. We have an integrated app where people follow along with their programming, even when they're not with us doing training sessions. They have the, all of their programming available to them to do on their own as well. We help them with the, the between times at home and, and helping with, with meal planning and mindset training, all of those things. Yeah, and so as far as our memberships go, we do everything from one-on-one -on -one personal training, semi-private training, group training, and then we have members who just choose to come in and use the 24-hour facility as well. Awesome. So you kind of have a little bit of something for everyone. So depending on what style of training that you want to do, whether it be one-on-one, -on -one, group, semi-private, uh, virtual training as well. So, uh, and then the, the aspect of just kind of coming in whenever you'd like to do your own workout. That's awesome as well. So as far as your, you have two, almost two different businesses going on here as well. So you have your in-person facility, which is MyFit24, and then you have your online platform as well. So that's the Living a Champion Life. So did you want to keep those separate for a reason or do they kind of work together? How do you structure that? It really was a result of an overlap from, for many, many years in developing personal training programs for people of developing side programs that helped people accomplish all of the, how do I get it done problems? Mm -hmm. you know, like you can design a perfect program and hand it to someone, but the getting them to do it part is the hard part. How do they take that home with them and follow a proper nutrition plan? How do they balance the timing of, of juggling their schedules to make sure that they carve out time to get their workouts in? And so those are the biggest problems that were preventative 
And so we spent many, many years building uh, fantastic programs that solved those problems. And, and we, we encompass them to, so dealing with health, dealing with wealth, dealing with relationships and, and developed a, a signature program to bring people through living a champion life, which is really curating your own version of the good life. Awesome. Okay. So that is, that program that you're providing is even more so in depth than just training. It's not just training. It's more about the lifestyle as a whole. So your training, your nutrition, your mindset, everything all encompassing to get you a better life essentially. So that's, that's awesome. I love that you provide other things as well and not just the training aspect, because I think that sometimes that gets lost, you know, because you can work out, you know, as many times a week as you want, but if you're not uh, eating the right foods or drinking enough water or getting enough sleep or your, your mindset isn't on the right path, then that kind of throws everything off. So everything works together. So I like that you combine all of those things together within that program. Yeah, so really it's, it's two separate companies with, with a little bit of overlap in that mm-hmm. we use the way that we do, um, you know, and prescribe our fitness. Uh, in, we involve that as one of the programs that we involve in living a champion life. But we have many people that engage with that, not even on the fitness level at all. And we have separate programs that we can offer in that regard too. So it was a way to really diversify what we're doing. And we kind of, we did it the the long and hard way of of growing these programs out. And because it's not only like we basically, I know uh, we're we're talking to a lot of fitness professionals here. Um, You know, a lot of us are certified in so many different things. We have so much value to give to people. So Mm -hmm. what we found, and especially, you know, COVID kind of like locked it in like okay we're on the right path is taking those lessons that you're constantly teaching to people and making them into programs that then you can easily say hey click this link and you get my like we have a a course called how to eat food we have a course Mm -hmm. called sustainable fitness which kind of gives like the overlying like this is why your workout should look this way and then living a champion life is like that big you know kind of looking at your whole life and it's really all about habit coaching uh and and using a behavioral change to make some changes in all areas of life to feel more balanced and focused. Right. Absolutely. I love that. And I'm sure that that was a huge aspect as far as maintaining some type of membership through COVID. So let's talk about that a little bit. Were you guys um, completely shut down within your facility? And if so, how long was that? And then how were you able to establish a presence with that online platform through that time? I think, yeah, like everybody, you know, there was that initial like shock of, oh my gosh, what's happening? Hold on. But we also immediately were like, okay, we're prepared for this because we've been working, we've been working with this online stuff for a while before people were really used to doing like online coaching or online programs. So it was kind of like, you know, a few years ago, it was like a big uh, almost like trying to get people convinced that no, no, this is this is a, yes. a great method because you can reach you anywhere. So people's minds have changed since, but we immediately, you know, were able to adapt, which I think was um, huge for us. Right, and we were we were shut down completely for a few months. Uh, mm-hmm. Maine was one of the more restrictive states in the nation regarding those rules, and then um, upon. Um, the soft opening, there was heavy restrictions placed on what we could and couldn't do, which very nearly shut was was the same as being shut down um, mm-hmm. for, for many, many more months. 
So having that preparedness of being able to serve people, to side serve people, was so critical in, in us being able to maintain uh, right on through. We were able to keep our employees on. We were able to keep online programming going. Um, that that lesson of of side serving and side selling, and you, just because you don't have something immediately on hand to sell somebody, and ways to develop strategic partnerships with other people, other mm -hmm. companies. How can I serve my people that, that 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 have come to me as a customer in the best way possible? And being creative with that was so critical in us being able to make this this adaptation into the new world. Yes, absolutely. And I think sometimes that's overlooked as far as other streams of revenue within your business. So providing different services to give your client a better experience and better results while also providing another stream of revenue for the business. And I think as business owners in general, one of the hardest things that you have to do is kind of look into the future and predict the future and then put systems in place for certain situations. You know, if X, Y, or Z happens, being prepared for that. And I think that that really hit people hard over the last year and a half or so, because obviously nobody was expecting COVID to happen, mm -hmm. but it did. Uh, and a lot of people were kind of backpedaling, like they're, they're now setting up online platforms. So being able to quickly and easily adapt and still serve your clients during that time is huge. And I'm sure that that um, is still benefiting you now, you know, being able to serve those clients across that time and then maybe uh, some of them coming back into your actual facility or building that relationship during that time to retain them for the future as well. So um, are both things kind of still in play? Are you growing both things simultaneously? What are we looking to do in the future as far as uh, the, the facility goes itself and then the online platform as well? Yeah, we're continuing to grow both of them and, and looking to, to grow relationships um, to continue on on growing the things that helped to save us in the first place, mm -hmm. you know, those those strategic partnerships on on ways to serve our clients and our guests in the best way possible mm -hmm. um, is so powerful. And I think as business owners, we we sometimes forget that the most important thing we can do in business is, is to upserve your clients, even if you don't immediately offer what they want. Yes. You know, I find it of the Nordstrom story of um, a guy that's shopping for perfume for his wife and he's looking for a specific brand and and um, and they don't have it. And 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 so the the uh, the clerk was like, well, can you why don't you go shopping for a few minutes? I'll see what I can do. So he comes back to the counter and in gift wrapped in the box is the perfume that he wanted. And he's like, I thought you didn't have it. He goes, no, she didn't. And the clerk said, no, I went across the street to the other perfume store and I bought it for you and and wrapped it for you. And, and, and the guy was like, well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm going to always come back here. Right. And, and so if, you, if, if that's our heart as business owners to make sure that we're serving people to the best way that we can, it develops those trusting advisor relationships. They're going to trust you. Exactly. With what you say and, and what you recommend for them. And, and it's the most powerful thing. And it'll keep that person coming back to you mm -hmm. even when there's a pandemic going on. Right. And they're going to ask you, okay, well, if you can't do this, what else could I do? Mm -hmm. I think it's important too. like, yes, we want to serve them. Yes. We want to give them that uh, Nordstrom effect, like Jesse was saying, mm -hmm. but also 
you don't have to be a doormat. So also make sure yes. that you're setting your standards and making sure that, you know, you're, you're protecting yourself and you're making sure that what you, that your members are valuing what you have, but yes. absolutely overserve and build that trust. And that's like the best way to, to, to really make things, um, you know, thrive. Yeah. I remember one of our hesitations when we started doing this, you know, we, we were very firm in the many, many of the first years of being like, we're doing it our way. This, mm -hmm. you know, we're going we're gonna to do it the, the, the right way and we're doing it our way for a long, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at some point it's, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're leaving things, if you're leaving revenue streams on the table and you could be ser up serving your, your members, you're not cheating your own brand. You're actually, re you can reinforce your own brand by pulling other people in. Absolutely. Because if you're serving them well, that that feeling that they get from being served well by you doesn't go away. Right. And, and that becomes part of your brand. They identify right. that feeling with you. So that's not underselling or undercutting yourself to bring in somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, making connections with other people, constantly educating yourself as the business owner, I think as well is very important. And speaking to people who are maybe at the next level where you're looking to go and, and speaking to them about how they've gotten there and some of the lessons that they've learned along the way. You know, they say education costs money. It's true. A lot of gym owners get in situations where they want to try certain things because they believe that that's what's best. And they're super set on, you know, implementing some type of service or class or, you know, whatever it might be. And then they end up losing money because they thought that that was the best idea for the business when maybe it wasn't necessarily. Um, so it, that's a, a very important aspect is educating, constantly educating, making connections um, and, you know, streamlining your growth, you know, learning from other people's mistakes rather than making the mistakes on your own and paying for them. So definitely a, a good point there. We've more more than had our share of uh, crashing and burning on unintroducing <laughs> programs and, uh, you know, falling on our face and learning from it and getting back up. If you fall, fall forward yes. and, and get back up and keep on moving. We've certainly done that and really refined and streamlined by now, almost 15 years in mm -hmm. to a model that works really, really well and effectively for for our clients and our members, but also gives us the financial and lifestyle freedoms and mm -hmm. time freedoms that that are so important as business owners and i think Absolutely. that we can we can tend to get lockstep in with just focus on the business focus on the business make money make money but forget about balancing that we have to have a life outside of that we have relationships right. that need nurturing we have mm -hmm. we want to have a joy in in the things that we do so our, our businesses should serve our clients but also serve us as mm -hmm. well and honestly not yes we want to make a positive impact but if you're not happy in your own life or your health isn't good you know like you can't serve your client really well and it's just like exactly. i work with a lot of moms like if you're not taking care of yourself you can't take as good care of your child or your family or community right. and mm -hmm. so um in the same way think of that because i know that's a you know i'm a gym owner i've been in the fitness business a long time we're always thinking about be, you know, being the best health role model that we can for those people, but also think about, you know, taking that time for adventure, taking that time to like feel some financial security and balancing out your life. Uh, mm -hmm. Think about, um, you know, just, just being, making time for yourself. Like Jesse said, time, freedom, financial security, and mm -hmm. real positive impact. Yes. 
yeah, absolutely. Those things easily get lost because you're so invested in the business, which is great. Obviously, it's something that you're passionate about and you want to grow and you want it to be the best it can be. But a lot of times you end up overwhelming yourself, you know, and a lot of gym owners that I speak with on a daily basis are constantly in the gym on the floor training clients. And then they don't have the time to even step back and focus on the business. And then they kind of get stuck at a certain level because they can't get past it because they can't focus on the business and the growth and the next level because they're always on the floor. Um, so not only does it take away from your personal life, but it takes away from your business. And obviously, you know, they're all connected. So it can certainly be hard to be able to step back and put some systems in place, whether it be hiring people or, um, you know, changing your business model or whatever it might be to allow you to step back and either focus on the business, the growth to get you to a point where you are a little bit more financially free and have a little bit, buy some of your time back essentially. Um, but that can, that can definitely be hard. So how were you guys able to get to that point? Um, and, and where from there, where are you looking to go? Because it sounds like you guys are very growth oriented and always looking to help more people and, you know, do more. So how were you able to get to the point where you could focus on those things? And then where are you looking to take it in the future? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> We're going to overtalk each other there for a second. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, it, it really, it, like our beginning, it, it happened organically. You mm -hmm. know, it was a lot of a long, hard work organically growing the fitness business itself and developing all of those side programs <clears throat> to help people with all the in-betweens and how do I get this done programs was, was that introductory step of us finding ways to begin these other joint venture partnership type right. um, actions. And I think it's important too, it, um, is that you don't be afraid to have to reinvent your business over and over again, because literally like all through the COVID sh shutdown, we were reinventing our business every week just to keep yeah. people entertained, keep, uh, you know, what's the next thing I can offer to you? You know, oh, now we can be outside. So how can I provide an outdoor service so that our members can right. come in? Um, but through the years, we've literally reinvented our fitness business, you know, multiple times. We've re reinvented our online business multiple times. And, and um, so don't be afraid to take that step. I'm not saying like wipe everything clean and start, you know, over, but take the next step to, to kind of reinvent what you have and um, not be afraid to, to make that. Right. So some specific examples of that would be in a way that we integrated some nutrition programming uh, mm -hmm. right in our, in our club. So we have an audience that knows us, likes us and trusts us. So they're, they're generally going to to be interested in what we recommend to them. Mm -hmm. So rather than completely start from scratch and developing an entire nutrition program, you know, we were able to do a strategic partnership uh, with with some things with with some other partners that we were able to implement it right to and integrate it to our existing programming and mm -hmm. generate 10K in profit in three months. Right. And even right. though I'm a nutrition coach myself, I had to open that door to be like, okay, what, you know, th this is like a, I can, I can use this to our benefit. It's going to help my members. And I'm still the person they're coming to because they know, like, and trust me to lead right. them in those directions. So, so not to be afraid to do that either. Sure. Yeah. So another example would be, um, we, we also integrate with, with a financial advisor that, that oftentimes, again, people share their problems with us yes. in the personal training world all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're, all right, am I going to try to go in and solve all of their financial problems? 
Right. No, no, but, I, but I've got a but I've got a strategic partner that I can connect them with, and 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 all of a sudden they engage in in a four figure coaching program, right? Of, of which you know there's a thank you that goes both ways as part of that relationship, because Absolutely. I've referred them and and not now I didn't I didn't lose a client by pulling a referral in. Mm-hmm. They're still super happy with me and you know happy and they're even more reinforced to continue with me but they're getting more help in an additional area of their life. Overall, right. just increase our authenticity and the trust that they have with us. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you're bettering their life overall. And I think it's important to remember, you know, adapt or die. A lot of, a lot of gyms are, are stuck in their ways of doing things and they're not really willing to adapt. And I know you had mentioned this before when um, back a few years ago, the online platform was, like the new thing. And it was suggested by a lot of people to kind of develop that online platform. And a lot of people said, no, 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 I don't want to do it. My members don't like that. People aren't going to do it. They don't want to do it. And then COVID hit and everybody was like, well, shit. (laughs) I wish I did that, you know? So just keeping that open mind and, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes you have to learn those lessons the hard way. But as long as you keep an open mind and you're willing to adapt along with the industry, because it's constantly changing, you know, the fitness industry is not what it was in the 80s. And in 20 years from now, it's going to be different again. I'm sure of it. So adapting along with that and serving people and giving the people what they want is important. And that's how you're going to make your money at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, it is a business that we're running and we do need memberships and money to keep the doors open. So um, that fine line of like, you know, giving them what they want, but also like, you know, holding true to what you want to do, like not letting, uh, being a doormat. So going back to that again is like, make sure, because there's definitely (laughs) lots of people have lots of suggestions on what they think you should do, right? We all business owners. So, you know, you know, hold on to, you know, you have uh, some core values that you hold on to, but then don't be afraid to venture outside of that. Right. Absolutely. So one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing within your business today, what would that be and why? I think I would love to develop more strategic partnerships. Mm-hmm. That, I think that is, that is where we are is it's develop more of those. Mm-hmm right away that's that's i would say the 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 best step for us um because we're really aiming towards now quality over quantity or in the past more like the big you know box gym model was more uh of the way to go and you know lower memberships you know everything's cheaper 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 yes now we're like okay people don't want that big group atmosphere it's not as safe you know we got to make sure that uh you know we're, we're keeping things small tight but also you may have to ask a little bit more of your membership um, in order to make that happen. And so you get more quality time with your, you know, and focus with your, um, with your clients and make a bigger impact on their life. So yeah, that's, that's kind of a big shift that we've done in the past few months is really like say, okay, we're, we're moving into this model now. So yeah, going in on that, on the um, 80, 20 principle, you know, 80% Mm -hmm. Your results come from 20% of the actions and it goes right. for your membership as well. 80% of your income is going to come from 20% of your membership. Like they're focusing in on really serving the, the top end very, very well. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times it comes down to uh, a race to zero, you know, with pricing as far as memberships go and the services that you offer because everybody wants to be competitive. And of course, you want to beat the next guy's pricing, but offer a better service and get better results. And that's all great, except like I said, it becomes a race to zero. So mm -hmm. That doesn't benefit anyone because people who pay, pay attention, right? So if somebody's paying for a membership and it's a higher ticket, chances are they are actually doing the things that they need to do to get to the results that they're looking for. If they're not, if it's a, a lower barrier kind of offer or they're coming in, um, you know, they're on a, a $10 a month membership and they're they're not using it. You know, a lot of times people make a donation to the gym. They don't actually go. They don't actually get to the results that they're looking for. And uh, that happens very often. And a lot of gym owners are kind of afraid to put their price points where they deserve their price points to be. You know, they undervalue themselves. So um, it's good to hear that you guys aren't afraid of that. You know, you aren't afraid of valuing yourselves where you need to be, but also providing that extra level of service to the people that you are serving and getting them their, the results that they're looking for. So that's huge. I will, I will say from experience, like we definitely had the fears of doing it. We held off way too long to make some big changes. Yes. But the numbers that you do make really value what you have. And, you know, we've been able to scale throughout the years, you know, have employees. And one of our biggest focuses from the beginning was I want to build good jobs for people too. Right. You know, I have a personal trainer who, like I said, worked out of the back of my minivan traveling from yeah. house to house or going from gym to gym. We all know what that feels like in this industry. I want to provide a good job where you can actually raise a family uh, working, you know, for our business. You can actually, you know, think of like things like benefits and you know a future for for right. what, what you want to do with your life absolutely um, and then you build long-term relationships with you know your employees and your clients and that just it can scale and it can scale and it can scale and then you can step back a little bit and breathe and like you said do the business planning work on your family work on your own health and things right. like that so really important 100 yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do in the beginning and it, it comes with some belief breaking, you know, sometimes um, you have beliefs that you've developed from, you know, whatever in your life, we all have our own belief systems, right? And sometimes we let those hold us back because we think that, you know, $499 a month for a membership is a lot and, you know, people are willing to pay it right? If you're providing a service for them and they're getting their results, people are willing to pay. There are people out there that want that level of service. Um, so a lot of times it, it just comes down to getting out of your own way uh, in a sense and allowing yourself to take those calculated risks within your business to get to that next level. Right. So like, like when we started, like we, from the beginning, we said, you know, these are, this is kind of our core values, but we have two kids. They were three and five, I think when we started now they're 17 and 15. So it's been, you know, they've grown up in the gym basically, but Absolutely. we set the standard of like our kids, uh, events and school things. And like, I used to volunteer, but that always comes first. So we're not right. ever going to let this, um, you know, interfere with what our life is and, and how we raise our kids. In fact, one of the reasons we opened the gym was because of the kids. So Mm -hmm. Making sure that you set those standards for yourself, but then outside of that, don't be afraid to, to reach out and grow. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like you've developed a good balance and had that from the start. So that's really good to hear. All righty. So awesome. as, go awesome. ahead. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is possible. It takes a little bit of uh, a little bit of work to figure it all out in the beginning and lay things out the right way. But yes, it's it's absolutely possible. And not only in the beginning, like laying the building blocks, but maintaining that and making sure you're staying accountable to something. So sometimes like one thing we've really learned is having a coach to check in with is so important to, you know, like, just like we're their trainer, you know, with, with all our clients, make, having somebody that can help us to say, okay, are you meeting those business numbers? Are you making time for your life? And are you, you know, doing all these, you know, things that you said you wanted to do with your life? Because guess right. what? Time's going by and you can't get that back. So, so those are the most important things. Absolutely. Just like, just like we recommend for our clients, um, you're better when you're coached. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's, that's, that's a fact. And, and mm-hmm. you're better. I'm better. We're better when we're coached, when we have somebody that we can lean into to, mm-hmm. to, to take us to that next level in our lives, whether exactly. it's whether it's nailing down a business plan for our gym so we can be truly effective with it, whether it's nailing down a marketing plan for our gym, whether it's expanding new relationships and developing joint ventures and strategic partnerships. Like mm-hmm. we, we want to always be pursuing that for ourselves so that we can be boldly confident when exactly. we're sharing that message with our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of things there. Holding somebody to hold you accountable, you mm-hmm. know, um, somebody to push you to that next level is is very important. When I was in my facility, I worked with somebody that helped me with marketing and that gave me insight on, uh, you know, where the industry was going and what to expect. And it was really nice because it allowed me to relax in the day to day where I was and focus on today and what I'm doing right now in the business. And then it was like, I always knew that somebody had my back kind of, you know, and there was always somebody that I could connect with that kind of knew what was coming because they were focused on that, but I was focused on my day to day. So that helps because it can be really hard to look into the future and put those systems in place. Like we talked about before to prevent X, Y, or Z happening or, um, you know, as far as adapting goes, or just making sure that you're on the cutting edge and you're ready to move to the next level, it can be really hard to focus on those things when you're, uh, you know, in the gym and you're focused on other things. So it's definitely helpful to be working with other people, whether it be for yourself or for the business or for your clients, um, just to help everybody grow and get to the next level. So definitely don't be afraid of that. That's great advice. Right. I think now is the time to, to, if you're going to make a change, like people at this point of, you know, 18 plus months into this, I don't know, is it almost two years now into the the new world, the way things are now is people are used to constant change right now. So if you're going to make a change, I think that now is a great time an opportunity to say, Mm -hmm. okay, we're reinventing things for the betterment of not only our clients, our business, our own future. um, And this is why, and this is how, and I think people are more, uh, open to change and, and taking those steps with you. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yes. It's a good time to reinvent yourself as a facility if necessary, for sure. All right. Awesome. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you guys on social media? Well, there's a couple different places. Um, if, if listeners are interested in, in, in talking with us about some of the ways that we've uh, been able to make those strategic partnerships, I think those are really helpful. Yeah, we'd be happy to share those. Um, we can go to livingachampionlife.com forward slash gym lords because you guys rock. 
<laughs> Thank you. We got a link set up right there where you can connect with us directly. We'd be happy to do that. Yeah. And also we're on Facebook as MyFit24 and also as Living a Champion Life. Also Instagram, same places. Um, that's that's where we're most uh, tuned in. We also have some YouTube stations under the same name. So you look at social media on either one of those names, you'll find uh, find some links for us. Awesome. All right. Jesse and Stacy from MyFit24 and Living a Champion Life. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Awesome. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of All Star Fitness and Exercise Therapy in Orchard Park, New York, Corey Shepard, how are you doing today? Not too bad, Dom. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Excited to hop in and, and learn more, hear more about your business, share with the audience. So tell us what All-Star Fitness and Exercise Therapy is all about. All right. Well, uh, we're located in Orchard Park, New York. Um, for anybody who doesn't know where that is, it's um, a suburb of Buffalo. It's actually um, home of the Buffalo Bills. Um, we do exercise therapy. We also do fitness and personal training. Um, weight loss, um, a little bit of bodybuilding, um, your athletic training, just everything pretty much under the fitness and personal training scope. Um, and then the exercise therapy, as I mentioned, um, you know, kind of rebuild that muscle um, after we do physical therapy with you, get that, that joint, those muscles, you know, working again the correct way and get the strength, endurance, and the size obviously um, back up. Um, we have an 880 square square foot facility in Orchard Park um, with various machines, free weights, equipment, um, any, anything you, you really could need, we, we believe we have. Um, been doing it a while. Um, we've been in Orchard Park for about five years. Um, we also share a suite and facility here with a couple chiropractors, a medical certified massage guy um as we call him he's uh very good as well the chiropractors are excellent um we do a lot of uh, referrals back and forth and try to basically be a one-stop shop for any physical therapy fitness massage or chiropractic needs you may have here in orchard park awesome man so is is all-star the um 
the overarching umbrella that are the other businesses, the chiropractor, the massage, medical massage under that, or are they independent or different businesses in your, in the same suite that you share? Uh, that's a good question. Um, one of the chiropractors is independent. The other one is pretty much under our umbrella and uh, he's, he's under our name, um, Dr. James, James Cardinoni. Um, we work very good hand in hand with him. And I would say the medical massage guy, uh, Jeremy Childs, does fall under our umbrella as well. Um, he does, you know, go off us and our insurance. Um, so I would have to say um, overall, it's, it's pretty much a one-stop shop and everything's pretty much under our umbrella. Um, and uh, it, it couldn't be any better. I mean, it it's, it's works very excellent. There's a very good relationship between everybody. And we really try to bring people in here. And like I said, be that, can't say it enough, be that one-stop shop to get you in here, get you fixed, get you repaired, get you feeling you know, healthy and get you feeling young and, and thriving again. Awesome, man. So business is going to be uh, five years old in August. So take us back to, you know, before then, uh, where, the, where did the idea from this come from? What was your background uh, before you opened up there uh, almost five years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, we will hit five years old in Orchard Park on August 1st of 2022 this year. Um, the business started about eight years ago, almost eight years ago in Lancaster, New York, about 15 minutes north of us. Um, the business idea just, just kind of came, um, you know, I've, I've always been into fitness. I've always been into working out. My father taught me how to work out when I was about nine years old. When I was nine years old, I went to the, my first gym with him. Um, I, I went to the gym with him prior to that, but it was more of a, you're going to go in this room here. And I'd look around and it, his other kids, it was baby, you know, babysitter room. And about nine years old, he started letting me walk the floor with him. I wasn't allowed to touch anything that lasted about a week. Then I was allowed to touch things. He was educating me, showed me how to work out. Um, my dad had obviously a history uh, for working out. He was bodybuilded, um, did a few competitions here and there locally. Um, so I, I've just, I've been into it since I was young and I've been very impressioned by it. Um, I've always just had a knack for it. And I, one of the things was I enjoyed doing it when I, when I would lift weights and somebody always told me growing up, multiple people actually, but my father was, you'll never work a day in your life. If you do what you love, um, you know, so after working out, um, and doing that at about nine years old for a few years, um, obviously I started getting a little definition. I was working out with my dad four or five days a week, other kids in high school and middle school at that point were kind of just not laughing, but kind of like curious because all of a sudden, like I, you know, I, was actually cut and I, it was, I was impressed and, you know, they kind of asked questions and, Oh, you know, you want to go to the weight room. Do you want to do this? So it came from working out with my dad to working out with, you know, high school friends and, you know, late middle school, early high school friends and, and, and having them ask me for advice was really awesome. Um, it was, it was probably the driving point in this whole adventure of mine. Um, so to cut it a little short, I, enjoyed teaching those people. So I decided um, that that's what I wanted to kind of do. So I went from there and kind of veered in and out of the fitness world. I stayed working out. I, I helped people on like a part-time basis here, there more of like, just sort of help them um, as I kind of did other jobs. Um, and then it kind of came back to me. I wasn't happy doing other things after a few years, you know, I realized that, you know, I, I do enjoy like what I'm kind of doing right now not for a charity case, but for kind of pro bono. And 
I decided to get certified, just got a basic personal training certification. And I started doing part-time at a gym in West Seneca before it shut down. Um, and then after that shut down, I went to Lancaster and I started renting space with somebody. Um, I did that for about six, eight months and then decided that, you know what, I wanted to open a place in Lancaster. So I did just that. Unfortunately, the, the lease, I was having problems with the lease. Um, it was more instead of an office space, like kind of like a, in a warehouse area um, and doing what I wanted to do. Um, I wasn't really thrilled doing it there. They kind of were looking more for a, a business, you know, you know, that's structured around a warehouse. So um, I agreed to move. I looked for space within a few weeks. I found a wonderful space in Orchard Park and partnered with a chiropractor and we came here together and um, the rest is history. It'd be five years, August 1st. And we've, we've grown from having just only a few people follow me from Lancaster because it is 15, 20 minute drive to now 25 people in Orchard Park almost. And, and if, you know, the number does fluctuate. Um, sometimes it goes higher, sometimes a little lower than that. Um, but for the most part, we maintain that and we serve the Orchard Park area. And like I said, that one-stop shop. Awesome, man. So this has been something that's, you know, been a love of, of health, wellness, fitness ingrained in you basically since you were in the womb. And, you know, from the, you know, going back as far as nine, kind of seems like it's been your calling and you've refined this down to something that you truly believe in, um, that you're executing this combination in your part of the business of personal training and exercise therapy that you feel is really able to let you make the biggest impact per person that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number one goal, um, you know, some, everybody has different reasons for doing things. Some people open a business because they know it's profitable. Some people open a business because it's what they like to do. Some people open a business for a variety of reasons. Um, I chose to do this because number one, Obviously, you know, I firmly believe in order to do something, you have to be all in and love it. And I chose to do this because I'm all in and I love what I do. Um, each and every day, I love what I do. I love coming and do what I do. And I look forward to it every day. I don't look at it as a, I have to work tomorrow. I look forward to the, seeing the people that I see. I look forward to helping them in the way I help them and doing what I do. And then the number two reason is I, I love seeing the, the change in people, um, going from walking in the door to having a lot of problems, weakness, um, can't walk, um, can't move, can't bend the knee this much, can't bend the, lift the arm above the shoulder this, this high. And, and I love being able to explore and have that journey with them to help them, to guide them, to do it the right way. And like I said, to see that change in them, see them, you know, after say six, eight weeks walking in the door, like, you know, with weakness can barely, you know, move that, that particular area that they're they're affected by um or the people same thing that that walk in the door and their their self-esteem is low they're uncomfortable because they're a little overweight and after six eight weeks however long it takes um you know obviously you know everybody you know wants things the sooner the better but it doesn't always work like that in this in this area but um after seeing them after a certain amount of time walk in the door and out the door like changing and feeling better looking better um, most important is being better. And I mean that in an aspect of, you know, if they came in, for example, and then their knee had a lot of pain and couldn't bend it so much to see them, you know, being better in that aspect and walking better and moving better and feeling more comfortable with it. Um, that, that just, that puts the icing on the cake for me that, that makes me enjoy what I do just that much more.
Um, and, and that's the big reason why I'm here is to instill change and try to try to benefit, you know, my patients and my clients as best I can and improve their life as best I can. Yeah, that, there's uh, there's a lot, a lot to unpack there and a lot of a lot of different ways that I'm sure you you just generally help improve people's quality of life in a lot of ways. Um, the you're you're part of the business. You do have a mix and it, it varies and fluctuates between your, you know, general, I don't know if you call it general fitness, personal training clients and your exercise therapy clients. What went into that decision for you to not go, you know, 100% one way or the other? Or what does the journey looked like from, you know, primarily, you know, physical training, you know, personal training in a fitness or weight loss or muscle gain sense to, um, you know, continuing education, getting into exercise therapy? How do you find that balance and what's the reward for you kind of? in each one and, and how do you how do you prioritize or figure out you know where your energy goes at a given time yeah it's uh it's that's a very very good question um and there, there's a lot on that um you know obviously um i started out um working with people um more of a personal training weight loss uh you know athletic toning and, and strengthening sense um and after doing that what really made me want to go further was I realized that, you know, there, most of the people out there, just from walking around and people watching, you know, obviously, um, you know, we have a lot of, you know, you know, overweight people that you definitely want to help and, and a lot of people that, um, you know, could really benefit from the athletic toning and they love it. Um, you know, I have uh, a great amount of those people. Um, I... I see them all the time. I always have, and I always will. Um, but, you know, I, I always wanted to go further because like I said, when you're people watching and you see people, you know, walking with that limp or you hear stories about how, you know, you know, oh, I, you know, I know this person or I am this person. And, you know, you go to work with a, you know, after a long day and your back's killing you, you know, and you've had surgeries on it. It, it intrigued me to, to try to expand and, and help people in a bigger aspect. Um, you know, and, I don't really put a priority on, um, you know, whether doing exercise therapy or um, the personal training aspect. Um, I, I enjoy both. Um, you know, I schedule, um, you know, people based on their availability and um, what works for them um, and whether they, you know, they come in here. I mean, obviously there's, there's different costs. I mean, you know, you're, you're doing, using a, a lot more resources, a lot more certifications, a lot more, continuing education to help the people with exercise therapy. So there's like a cost here. Um, but with that being said, I still don't, um, because it makes me more money. I still don't try to gear towards exercise therapy. I, I still love helping the people lose weight. So I, I do believe, um, in my mindset, it's 50, 50. Um, you know, I'm not really money driven, I'm more, you know, goal driven and helping people. Um, so, so, when people walk in the door, um, I'm willing to help them and schedule them and work with them, you know, regardless whether they're looking to lose weight, they're looking, you know, for the exercise therapy. I, I really enjoy both. Um, neither one really is, is complicated for me. Um, I, I enjoy both and I enjoy working with the people. Awesome, man. I, I 
appreciate that perspective. And I can see where it's nice to know that you can open the door and uh, whether somebody falls on either side of those two things, they're going to get the same level of attention, the same, you know, the same um, amount of your time and energy, regardless of what their goals are, as long as you think you can help them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do hear of, you know, other people that are like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, personal training only, you know, you only charge X amount of dollars, you know, an hour, but um, the exercise therapy, you know, you charge, you know, a lot more. Um, so, you know, unfortunately right now we're not taking, you know, new personal training clients, but we are taking the therapy clients. I don't, I don't do that. If someone walks in the door, I, I never turn people down. It's, it's my wife um, always tells me that that's my weakness is, is I, I will be here 80 hours a week if I have to, to, to take anybody that wants to come see me. Um, obviously with scheduling with those people might be hard, but I will find a way and I will do it. And, and, she says that's my, like I said, my biggest weakness is I don't turn people away. Um, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if every single, if I had 60 clients a week and every single one of them was a weight loss client, I would be completely okay with that. Um, I'd be okay with every one of them was an exercise therapy patient. Um, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. I just enjoy the overall helping and doing what I can do. Um, I enjoy being here. I enjoy working with the people that I work with and um, however that's made possible, you know, um, like I said, I, I can't say enough. I'm just really not um, money driven in that aspect. I mean, you know, I would, I work with the people to help them, not, not by, not for what I charge them. Got it. Got it. Understood. So one of the things that comes up a lot when we get outside of the realm, you know, or, or have guests on that are outside of just a standard, you know, personal trainer, um, are you a cash only business? Are you, uh, do you take insurance in your business? And, and if so, are there, are there complications that come along with that, that you've had to deal with? Um, used to take insurance. We don't anymore just for, um, you know, the simple reason and every insurance company is different, but you know, the problem I had with insurance companies was they took four months to bill and they would never pay, you know, what they're supposed to pay. And then trying to, you know, you had to rebuild and fight and it just, it wasn't worth the effort. Um, so right now we do cash card, but we are set up that we do take, um, the flex cards you get from your health insurance companies, we are certified and we did register and got approved to, uh, to take those, uh, the benefit or aqua cards. Uh, I don't, every insurance company has different, uh, um, yeah. but we do take credit card, um, check, um, uh, cash, you know, again, everything's recorded with us. Um, you know, obviously there's no tax on a service here in New York. So, um, if we charge say, you know, $50 an hour for a service, it's $50. There's no processing fees, no cash. And if you use a credit card, we don't charge a fee. Um, you know, we're real flexible on that. Just, we did go down the insurance Avenue, but it just, you know, it, it was too complex. And I found myself being a one man show in this aspect of the business. Um, I do it all myself. I don't have another, you know, PT, ET that works for me. Um, it's just me. Um, it's, it's too much to what I'm trying to devote my time to my patients and clients to, to um, basically to, to get information from them. Insurance companies all the time, they'll send something back. Oh, we need this or this. And it's just, it becomes too much. You lose focus on, working with the people and it becomes more of an administrative thing. And, and to me, I lost focus on being able to properly and professionally work with my patients and clients that it, it was too much. It became too much. Um, and it was just, I found it was a lot easier 
and a lot more people, honestly, from my experience anyway, I mean, somebody else might disagree, but in my business here in Orchard Park, in my area, um, a lot more people for the chiropractic and exercise therapy services prefer to just to pay out of pocket and just be done with it. And if they want to deal with the reimbursement from an insurance company, I, every client every week gets an, an invoice and a paid receipt, um, regardless if you pay cash, check, credit card, flex card, whatever, every client gets that. Um, so if they want to seek reimbursement, um, that's completely on them. Um, but like I said, I mean, we, we no longer deal with insurance. Um, it allows me just to put more focus back on my patients and clients. And obviously insurance isn't going to cover personal training anyways. Um, you know, and you know, you're going to, you're going to have to pay out of pocket for any of those services, regardless of who you have for an insurance carrier. Got it. Okay. So yep. on the, on the layout of the business or the logistics yep. of it, uh, in your aspect with the exercise therapy and, you know, the personal training, your space is set up, set up for basically to accommodate you and one client or patient at a time. Has there, has there been any point, have you ever considered, you know, what, where the business goes and you have limiting hours or limited hours um, of bringing somebody else along, adding, you know, adding space, adding accommodations so that you could help more clients without working 80 or 90 hours a week? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good question. I get asked that a lot. Um, you know, that's, that's another, you know, downfall. My wife always tells me I have actually is um, I like, I'm too involved. Um, and I like to be very involved. I like to, when someone's walking in the door and that's my name on the door and that's, you know, my promise to help them. I just feel the need that, you know, I need to be very involved with their care and their treatment and, and their service that they're getting from me. Um, so with that being said is the game plan down the road is a hundred percent. Um, hopefully sooner than later, I am, you know, what, once I get a little bit busier, I am going to definitely hire somebody else that, that will, um, come in and that will work for me and under me and with me. Um, and that will pick up some of the slack. And, you know, even if we, I started with somebody on a part-time basis, um, but looking full-time, that is definitely in the realm. Um, and I'm definitely not opposed to that. I'm just very, uh, like I told you, I'm very involved right now um, in the way everything is going. Um, so I'm very, I stay very, you know, in control, I guess you could say. Um, I, I mean, I feel like control is a bad word, but I, I'm very involved and I just I like to know that every person that walks through my door is satisfied they're getting the results that they're looking for it's actually helping them it's working for them and sometimes when you have another individual that works for you sometimes that those things don't get relayed the right way so you can make changes um, you don't find out until it's too late and you know somebody wasn't getting helped or wasn't getting what they expected and you find out after they're already a very upset person so um I do plan to do that shortly. Um, I'm hoping by, by summer. Um, but it's just, it's hard for me to, um, give up that hundred percent involvement. Um, that's, that's going to be the key, but, um, it's, it's going to have to be done. Yeah. So you're protective of your brand, you're protective of your business and your clients, but still open-minded to the, to the potential, uh, that somebody out there might be able to do, you know, a job that you could be okay with. You'd be able to sleep at night. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, 
comes down to, and my wife tells me all the time, Chip, you just need to find the right fit. You need somebody that you can work with and make sure that they do things your way. And, and I understand that. And I a hundred percent agree with that. And I definitely would have to find the right fit um, and the right philosophy, you know, on another um, therapist or trainer a hundred percent. I just, you know, just that fear of not being involved and being in the loop a hundred percent, because obviously they're going to have conversations while working with somebody that I'm not going to be there for. And they're going to have, and by those conversations, what it, I, it comes down to is that person voicing a concern to them and, and them not, no, not handling it the way I would want it handled or not knowing how to handle that. And it not getting back to me. Um, that is, that is my fear. Um, but you know, in order to make a business successful, sometimes you have to take risks and you have to live those fears. And I'm more than willing to do that. I just, uh, I'm just going to have to find the right fit first. For sure. And do you think that if, if, and when you do find that person, do you think you'll be able to launch that or, or get that off the ground in your current space? Or is that going to put you on the hunt for a larger space at the same time too? You know, um, I think my, my goal is to stay in this space for a while. I'm comfortable here. A lot of the, it's a great location. A lot of people are comfortable here. Um, there always is the opportunity to make my space a little bigger in the suite that um, I share with a couple others um, if I wanted to. Um, however, if I did bring somebody in here, um, the main goal up front would probably be just so I had to went from working, you know, 60 hours a week to 35 or 40, um, kind of somebody to split the workload. Um, so I would mainly um, split the workload in an aspect that I would take, you know, it'd be one-on-one still. And I would take like mornings or early mornings and mornings. The other person would take afternoons. So I, my goal would there still be only one therapist or trainer in the facility at a time. Got it. Um, you know, I would be open to if the, you know, if my patients and clients are open with it. Um, obviously a lot of, you know, rehab groups and physical therapy offices you go to around us. Um, it's one big area and they do have three or four, you know, therapists or trainers working with three or four different people, obviously one each at the same time simultaneously. Um, as long as my patients were okay with, um, you know, having another patient therapist in the, in the room as well, working on the other side of it, um, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, the space is definitely plenty large enough for that. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but um, I think we're going to start off on the expansion, um, basically just splitting time and splitting the facility in a sense. Um, just to kind of limit my involvement, in my hours, um, so I can focus more on things at home, but I'm obviously still always going to, going to worry about what happens at my business and making sure my people that come to me are treated right and are getting the results and that they deserve and expect. Absolutely. Anything else in the, the long-term vision, long-term plans for you, even if we're talking, you know, three, four, five years down the line, additional services, uh, it, what's the, you know, if you had a big, big dream, you know, master plan, wave a magic wand, is there anything else that you'd want to do with the business? Oh, hundred percent. I do have big visions down the road. Um, you know, I call it my retirement plan, but I, I hope it's well before I'm retiring. Um, I do want, would love to open, um, you know, a couple more locations at the, at the least, um, you know, in the North towns, you know, of this area, um, you know, obviously I'm in kind of in the middle and then in the South towns, maybe, you know, a city location um, where we would have, you know, a couple people at each location or more doing exactly what I'm doing here, um, kind of duplicating everything. And as far as services go, uh, it's another great question. I, 
I'm always looking to add services and add features where I can. Um, you know, my main focus right now is the exercise therapy and fitness. Um, I'm always looking to add different services. Um, we're always would be looking to add another in-house, more in-house massage people, chiropractic, so anything, you know, in the body industry. Um, one thing we are actively looking for is um, someone to do, I am certified nutrition, um, but it, again, it's sitting down with people and doing nutrition. I just, the time right now is of the essence and we are looking for somebody actively um, as far as expanding as well um, to do nutrition um, for us um, or somebody we can even outsource to. Um, that is definitely in the works right now. And we're hoping to have that up and running soon. Um, in fact, uh, we're actually in conversations with somebody to make that happen um, in-house um, that would be in-house for us. Uh, but that would definitely be a service I would like to incorporate in other locations and that would be a service I'd like to even expand once we get it going. I'd like to expand that service even more to offer um, some of the body scan equipment, um, things of those natures, um, you know, nutritional supplements. Uh, you know, we definitely, once we open the door to that, the possibilities for that are endless. Um, and that's definitely a big thing that my focus is on right now is expanding into those uh, possibilities with the biometrics and um, the body scans. Awesome, man. All right. Time for a couple more quick questions before we get to let you go. Number one is going to be uh, in the five years or so that you've been in business, well, eight years, I guess, if you count the other location, Mama. any big standout lesson, anything that you wish, you know, that you could have told your younger self that you could have known earlier, anything stand out along the path that, that you kind of used as a guiding principle now? Yeah. Um, you know, definitely um, no rash decisions. Um, you know, when it comes to your livelihood, your future, your name, your reputation, um, you know, no rash decisions. If, if you have to, if, if you come down, one thing I learned the hard way um, with leasing my first space, um, especially, and it taught me not even just as far as like for space, um, but that, in, that issue there um, with just kind of making a rash decision and leasing a space without really knowing much and then being in kind of a warehouse district and um, building a clientele just to lose it all and putting all that time, effort, and obviously money and um, hours and, and blood, sweat, and tears into that. Um, that taught me one big thing, no rash decisions. And like I said, that's with everything. And if you have to make a split-second decision that's going to determine a big portion of or the entire outcome of you know your reputation or your business or your livelihood, then it's not it, – the decision should be easy. It should be no decision. Um, so the biggest thing I learned is just, you have to be open and consider, you know, any possibilities that come your way, um, and any decisions should not be taken lightly. Even if you think it's going to be a light decision, anything that involves the business should be, there should be a breather and then there should, you know, be some research and it should be an educated decision, not a rash decision. That is the number one thing that I learned the hard way, hundred percent. Got it. Okay. And last question. This is going to be an easy one for our listeners out there. If they want to find you, website, social media, anything like that, how do they find you? How do they find All Star? Yeah, um, it's, it's a great question, and I appreciate that. Um, we are at allstarfitnesstraining.com. Um, there's a hyphen between all and star, so all hyphen, all hyphen starfitnesstraining.com. Um, we are on Facebook of All Star Fitness Training. Um, located in Orchard Park. Um, I believe the page should be pretty easy to find. Um, I'm not a, I'm not, and one of the downfalls I know I have is 
I'm not, a, I don't have a personal Facebook and I'm not a big social media guy. Um, but uh, it, it is managed and it is on there. But the website um, is very um, specific. It's very in depth. I think we did, I think we did a wonderful job with it. And a lot of hard work went into that. Um, there's a lot of information on there. It answers a lot of questions and there's a lot of detailed um, areas that explain exactly what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. Um, and again, if anybody ever has any questions, um, they can feel free to reach out. Um, my email is on the website, but it is Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at all-starfitnesstraining.com. Um, you can reach out anytime, ask a question. Also, our address and phone number is listed on the website as well. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate your time this morning. It's been a pleasure having you on. I wish you continued success, sir. Thank you. You, you guys do the same. It was a pleasure being on. It was an honor um, being on with you and answer those questions and talk about everything we worked so hard to build. And we appreciate um, you guys at the Gym Lords podcast and all the listeners out there, um, you know, hearing us out and, and getting a perspective on what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. And uh, thank you again for having us and listening to us. We appreciate that more than you think. You're very welcome, sir. And, and as Corey said, we appreciate you out there, the listeners. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.